Um, have a good fucking day podcast, episode three. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to Hot Patch. Everyone over at Hot Patch who has provided this space for us today. Big up Yaz and the whole team. We appreciate you. Our guest today is Joseph Daniels. Brother, thank you for coming, Dan. Of course, bro. Such, uh, such short notice. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay, it, Jay was like, Jay's family, right? And Jay's got the same mentality as we do. And he's out in Senegal right now filming some bits. And he's like, yo, my boy's got this podcast. Like, go, go in. And I was like, what's it about? He was like, it doesn't matter. I was like, calm. <laughs> I'm about it. Let's go. <laughs> Incredible, bro. Um, how are you, first and foremost? Bro, I'm living my best life. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Um, yeah, bro. It's busy, though. That's the yeah. thing. A lot of pressure, a lot of stress. But I put myself in these situations. And the success is guaranteed because you work so hard. But the reality of that is, is it comes with its, its pains. And so... You have to learn how to measure yourself. I am not the best at that. Did quit drinking, drinking recently to manage that. that. Um, but things are amazing. And regardless of even if they're shit, it's my choice whether they're amazing or not. So I can choose for it to be what I need to be. I hear that. And before we dive into what I was going to dive into, you just brought up that you quit drinking. Yeah. When was that? And why was that? So properly, I quit drinking about two months ago now. Yeah. Um, I've lived a high octane life what comes with the characteristics of what some would classify as mad genius mm. comes with its crutches. My yeah. father was an abusive alcoholic, grew up around alcoholism. Drinking is a crutch of the British culture. And I I've become, I've become a part of that toxic drinking culture quite heavily to the point where through, and I'm, I can openly admit it now because, um, and I think it's important to when I was working corporate, I, I wasn't able to, I took a lot of drugs when I was younger. Mm. Um, and so my body, whilst I may be 31, I had to check myself then, bro. bro. Bro, you know, you get hit at 30, like, I don't fucking care no, no more. Bro, I hear you, bro. <laughs> to be fair with you, I had a birthday, I think it was last year or the year before, and I'd forgotten how old I was. <laughs> and yeah. um, when I found out, I gained a year. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, okay. shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a year younger than I thought I was. I, I'll take yeah. it. So, so, yeah, I was like, yeah, so 31, my, age, my body's aging, right? So it's, it's difficult, but then it really started getting bad. You know, I, the casual drinking of mm. like four or five pints a day is fine. But then my blood pressure started spiking and I had a real big scare where I'm like working high octane, partying high octane, yeah. living high octane. Yeah. And that's all well and good. But like you have one set of cells, one body, one mind, and it started to crack. So it was more of a forced decision. And I always kind of, I always kind of rode on that. I always knew, right? Deep down in my mind, I don't know whether it's just me or other people feel it, but like, I, I always know that, there is a, there's gonna be a stop to these things or a certain point in my life. Yeah. I felt like I knew it deep down, but I was waiting for that point horizon. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for that moment. And then a couple months ago, that moment happened and now I'm drinking 0% alcohol beers. Oh my God, bro. Why Game didn't you drink it? Bro. Yeah. Bro. What that is a waste, man, bro. What's he doing with his life? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like why? I hear it. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit drinking, man. Yeah. Quit drinking. I did a stint of, um, and it wasn't when I did it, I never necessarily went into it saying that I was never going to drink again, but I just knew I need at that point in time that I needed to stop. And the things, like you say, like the way that you feel, your whole outlook, your approach, physically, mentally, spiritually, mm. everything changes, man. Like yeah. the clarity is crazy. The productivity goes up. Uh, the ideas, the, the creativity, the inspiration changes. It's definitely something that um, <clears throat> I'm thinking about diving into again. And again, not necessarily for for forever but i think sometimes we need to sit in that space where we can really operate at our full and potential this is the thing as well though like i started to realize and this is me talking yeah so i've been i wouldn't say alcoholic but like I've, some people would classify it that mm. but i wouldn't personally because i've seen true alcoholism maybe right. that's just the perspective on it i hear it um 
But the reality is, is that like you are drinking poison and, and we kind mm. of, what is the, what is the upside? That's what I'm starting to realize. Yeah. I can now enjoy a social drink without the anxiety piling in. And mm. actually kind of, I found it was a support structure. It was yeah. like a third leg to my weakness, which yeah. was, I couldn't deal in comfortable, sit, like th- in, be comfortable in social situations, which is mad because yeah. I'm a talker. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Um, but then you get that kind of, uh, and you're like, I know what solves that. Yeah. But then that creates that toxic environment. And I used to call it chasing the hangover. Mm. Bro, hair of the dog was a real part of my life. I was 100. just chasing that, getting rid of that hangover. Yeah. And then you're drinking like however many f- days in a row. So yeah, man, it does it actually bring anything for us. And the more, the less I'm drinking and the more time I stay away from drinking, the more I'm starting to realize that actually yeah. I don't need think. And I hear you on that as well, because um, I remember we were going to an event. I think it was like the Brit Awards after party or something like that. And it was at a point where I wasn't drinking. Yeah. We were getting ready and stuff or whatever. And we were in the cab on the way there. And then I was like, why do I feel mm. anxious right now? Because usually on the way there, I'd, I'd already be lit. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. What I mean? Pre, and it's pre like, drinks. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. just changes your whole perspective of, okay, cool. I'm going into this environment, potentially networking, mm. like, you know, in an environment I would usually be, you know, getting drunk in or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. When, that, when I had that feeling, I was like, wow, actually... Like you see yourself as a confident person, like I'm, I'm good with people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden you're going into this environment and you don't have that crutch, like you say, and then you realize, okay, it's, okay. it's maybe yeah. playing more of a part than I actually realized. And it's like, it takes that first, like it's the first 30 days of clearance. It's mm. actually kind of weird. Like it does take about a month or two yeah. for you to start really realizing that. Yeah, I so. hear that. I hear that. We dived into that really quickly, but um, <laughs> I've got a few, like in terms of how your life is balanced in terms of all of, because you ta- you've taken on a lot. Like yeah. we spoke briefly before this. How do you like, wh- what does your days look like in terms of percentage? What is your main focus? And then which is the next down and the next down? I got a very warped perspective on this. So, okay. so I am living life. I was more ill mentally when I wasn't living my life, living inside the structure. Mm. So We'll get into the context of my background in a minute, but there was a time in my life where, and it was recently, like two years ago, and, and James O'Keefe from Unguarded Warrior really helped me understand this. I was living like a prisoner in my own brain. Mm. So what I was doing is I was letting the parameters of life define my day-to-day activity, which would be I had this business, I've made this investment, I have this responsibility, so therefore I've got to work. And if I've got to work, I've got to work in this certain time frame. I've got to work within these hours, I've got to get up at this certain time. Mm which is because the system's designed that way. But I felt ill mentally mm. because I was struggling to understand why, I, what, how to deal with that on the day to day. So now I live my life very differently. Now I live my life, even though I've got crazy responsibilities, mm. probably more responsive than I've ever had. I will get up when I feel the need to get up, which actually ironically, instead of getting up at 7.38, it's been six o'clock. Okay. So that's a whole reverse thing I didn't yeah. expect. So my brain's going, go to bed at 11, 10 yeah. o'clock get up at six naturally. Yeah. Not, not like, oh, my alarm now and I'm getting up with more energy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going about my day and the first thing I do is go and I take time to myself, take a coffee, decaf coffee and I quick caffeine as well. Decided fair, to do it all. Fair, fair, um, fair. And, then, and then take myself to the gym, which I think is, is the pillar. Health and, health and fitness. Fitness is the pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's heart rate variation in keeping that. So your parasympathetic nervous system engages and, and the heart rate variation, the differences between your peak and your bottom is actually quite important. The bigger that distance, the better. Okay. And it's really important. So activity helps that. It kind of kicking, it's kicking your system in. Mm. It's kicking in that biological system in play, right? So I make sure that I'm always trying to do that. And then, do you know what? I just let my meetings happen. Let my phone calls happen. I don't decline phone calls very often. 
Um, I take, I always prioritize people that have invested and trusted in me. So I'm always taking investor calls every day because these people have given me trust. Yeah. Um, and if they trust you back and they're engaged with you, you should be engaged with them. And I just allow my activities to, to be defined by my timeline. And my timeline is, is quite chaotic. My timeline is we're building multiple potential unicorn businesses, investing in ventures. And that means that I spend a majority of my time being at it. Yeah. That's what I love, man. Yeah. I love it. And then sometimes, you know, on a weekend, I watch a bit of golf, I watch the F1, I take my time. I used to go down a pub. That's great. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I kind of just take my life as I want it. And I'm, I've been blessed to work hard enough to put myself in a position where I can and build enough trust around people that have also got my back if I fall. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of an odd one, man. I hear that. How did you find um, the whole uh, the whole caffeine thing? The, um, quitting caffeine? Did oh, you Jesus, that? bro. That was just hard. Alcohol. That was just as hard. I hear you. Decaf coffee helped as well. Yeah. Again, it's like, was I in it? I think we actually really liked to occupy our time with stuff, mm. right? So a lot of this stuff does actually come down to, one, the anxiousness, but also an element of boredom. Mm. I like to be doing all the time. I'm kind of mm -hmm. crazy chaotic like that. So... I kind of need to be drinking something. Yeah. So I kind of just found replacing that. And I, well, I also have an um, essential amino acid drink in the morning now instead. Okay. So, so in the mornings, I have a few vitamins I take now and essential amino acids. Because mm. what that does, by not having a carrot caffeine, it allows my body to put itself into a state of energy mm. rather than being catalyzed by energy and tricked and convinced. Okay. So by taking the essential amino acids, I'm giving my body. Again, a lot of this goes to like James O'Keefe teaching me at the original origination of a lot of this, but setting myself up with a bit of natural fuel, mm -hmm. less dependent on caffeine. Yeah. Replacing that, I need a hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a with a like a decaf or something. Yeah, and a lot of it I find anyway is kind of ritual based. Like you know, yeah. you're, you like in certain times of the day or environments or whatever, there are things that we have become accustomed to, and it feels like okay, in, at this time I do this, and at this time I drink this, or at this time yeah, I Jay take won't that. quit it. So me and Jay, like I quit caffeine, and mm. Jay was like, no, it's my one thing. And yeah, because of that ritual. Yeah, because of that thing in the morning. That's his thing. Same. And so you need that thing, man. Same. Yeah. You gotta have your thing. My yeah. thing is like getting up now, and you know, like I said, like taking myself off to the gym now and taking a bit of time to myself. Yeah. You got to have that thing for you, man, because if you go straight into your day not having your thing, yeah, and bro, taking you're that time on for someone yourself. else's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear it. I hear it. And I remember like like I said before, when I did that stint of not drinking, I also did the no caffeine thing and I did the no sugar thing as well. But like I think oh, man, it was no sugar's a bit hard though, bro. bro like yeah, I, I got to get little waffles. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, bro. <laughs> a bit of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, trust me. And at that time as well, like I was in a, I was in, I was going through heartbreak at that time. So I was really like just all in. And that's the thing that really messed me up, man. Like the no sugar, like for about, I don't know how long it was, maybe two months. Like mm. I felt ill. Yeah, yeah. Like the withdrawal symptoms. Like, and I've, yeah, I've, really? I've done everything, man. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, when I say everything, you know, like to, to a point. <laughs> Not a B and H. Really, those ones, the B and H are the only ones yeah. that left on the shelf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but bruv, I felt horrendous, bro, for a long time. And um, I stuck it out or whatever, and it was great. But it's one of them things like you go into the shop and um, you're trying to be mindful about things that have got sugar in it. And it's like, you limit yourself to about 15% oh, of what's bro, on the shelf. Don't get me started, it's man. crazy. On the selections of food, bro. I found this, I find this, disgusting mm. it's like we're trying to give ourselves diabetes right it's exactly. like we're trying to hey do you know what you should get what fucking heart attack and diabetes <laughs> why bro 95 percent of the choices then you find yourself shopping in waitrose and my partner she she introduced me to dates yeah i don't mm. know you eat dates yeah yeah i mean bro, every now and again bro i got introduced to them yeah. i'm like yo this is like this is like my replacement crack. with some peanut butter on top yeah, of that. Do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but the thing is they're expensive mm. so then you start looking at the cost and the, and the the cultural affordability of being able to live healthy mm. Man, it's, it's not cheap. No, it's not. It's not. And it's something like, and it also, not only is it not cheap, it's, 
it's so consuming in terms of the amount of effort you have to put in in order to do it. Yeah. Because you think you, you go into the supermarket and like you look at stuff and you're like, okay, yeah, bit of bread, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you actually start reading it. Yeah. It's like, bro, d- d- everything's got sugar in it. Bro, bro, and if you took it, if you went like, okay, so I'm going to go with my basics and get, I'm going to get a tin of beans. I'm going to get um, a loaf of white bread. Mm. I'm going to get like the basic milk that you get and you spend like you walk out of that shop three or four quid if you went healthy mm. and you wanted raw beans with good tomato sauce on mm. them and you wanted a whole loaf of fresh cooked brown malt bread rye bread or something like that bro you're already 80 pounds like you're, <laughs> yeah. I ain't even got to the milk forget about my coconut almond milk I already broke broke my 10 pounds and especially today bro it's like everything's gone through the roof it's insane Crazy. You step out of your house and it's like I'm, I feel like I'm having to pay to breathe right now yeah 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 it's wild and you're breathing in horrible di- calm dark side that there by is the way, Rishi Sunak, I don't know, you've changed the policies recently over the week. Don't give a, they don't give a shit about what we're breathing in in London. This is it. Mad. Carbon dioxide is a nice segue, bro, <laughs> okay. into, um, into what it is that you're doing in terms of um, yeah. the net zero, sustainable housing. Yeah. Not just housing, but, you know, like... Yeah, so a little bit of background. Um, before we get into my homelessness past and... The upbringing of I, ca- I come from a very chaotic place, which I imagine we'll break down in a second. Mm. It's a part of life, but I come from a very chaotic background, and I remember um, I remember running out of electric block, mm. um, and I remember my mum not being able to pay bills, and I remember when I was homeless, I actually lived in a park for a bit. Like I was just like my brain was warped how we live in this first world, but we mm. seem to call it a first world, but it's a pretend first world. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? it's actually pretend. I hear it, and I was like, okay, so what is going on? And I started to learn that it was the processes that go into it. So. At 23, after a real rough time, I had a suicide attempt. I was taking drugs a lot and had all these issues, blind in my left eye, blah, 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 from the upbringing. And I uh, decided that I was going to just change that. I was like, fuck it. Mm. But I got into business originally through like music and media. So my boy, I was like doing a bit of spoken word poetry with him, writing. Okay, nice. And then I started doing web design. And then I got him a, a sponsorship with Gabichi. Mm. And he was like, how the fuck have you got me this? Like, no one's what, been able what's to. What's Gabichi? Gabichi was like a clothing brand in the 80s. Like, okay. It's got the gold G on it. It's like okay. proper old school, like modern kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was like, how did you do that? And mm. I was like, well, I did this, wrote this strategy, da 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 da. And my boy was like, his name's Carl William Caesar. He was like, yo, you're, you're quite skilled, you know that. Mm. I was like, no, I didn't really realize. But then obviously, I don't want to talk about it too much, but back in my younger years, I had ways of making money and I was making a lot of money. Mm. And it was like, yo, how we... And then it started to click. And then I was like, yo, let me put myself to the test. So I went and studied online degrees on Udemy or FutureLearn. Okay. So if you're looking to learn a skill, anyone that's listening, mm-hmm. Udemy, FutureLearn, go on there, get a course, you'll learn rapid. You'll never have to go to school, kids. Okay. Honestly, you can learn in your own time. Um, it actually inspired one of the businesses I've just invested in and, mm. and, and taken a position in. But anyway, so I learned, and it turns out, like I learned thermodynamics, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, uh, architecture design, gaming engine design. By the time, within a year and a half of me starting, I'd gone out and I built one of the first net zero schools. Okay. So I brought together the key parts, all the elements of construction, engineering, got the right people, the right places, the right contracts worked my way in frameworks you shouldn't be able to get because I've got gifted a gap and I've managed to deploy it. And in between then... Sorry, quick question. Yeah, in terms, on. just so everyone understands, what is a net zero school? What does that mean? A net zero building is, if you're in a house right now and it's leaky, mm. we, we make it super insulated. Yep. We then use really innovative heating technologies, which you would probably refer to as heat pumps. Yep. Um, we combine that with renewable energy and smart intelligent systems that then allow you to make sure that the house doesn't use barely any as much as another property, but then can generate as much as it uses on site over a year. So okay. it's basically saying, hey, I'm using renewables, generating energy, but I'm super insulated. Yep. So therefore, 
I'm intelligent as a building. And so what, beneficial for the people who are occupying the building, but also beneficial for the environment. Both. Yeah. It's you yeah. know, it's you're not getting you're not getting sold that what you're buying is a Lexus or a, like a high quality Rolls Royce when in reality you're being sold a Peugeot. Yeah. It's a reality you're getting quality, right? And and you, it's the most expensive product you'll ever buy. It always baffled me. Mm. Most expensive thing you ever spend money on in your life. Mm. Your whole life you're indebted to a building. Yeah. If you think about the first day you paid rent, compound that over your life yeah. to when you're 65, you never give no none of your family, your kids that amount of money. Yeah, you facts. give it to to stand in buildings, bricks and mortar that someone somewhere is monetizing off your ass. Yeah. That's a reality. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, that's they're building it crap. Yeah. So I did that. And then, so if you fast forward between 28, 20, 24 and 28, I got 4% under 30. First person to build a net zero shanty replacement in Africa. I took a... Wow building material kit of parts in a container unpacked it within two weeks built a net zero building in Africa to replace a shanty I filmed a documentary on it um, wow okay. yeah that's on my Instagram so I'm the first yeah. person to do that in history be able to actually deploy a net zero building and assess it but how, how do you get to that point bro, bro where, where bro. you're where you're taking all of these um, uh, materials or whatever yeah. to another continent yeah. unpacking it building it and it being the first the first person to yeah. have ever done that well, did, how do you get to that point well I did that and, and I did Saudi and I did New York and so the four the four highest buildings in the world and no one can disprove this because I've got the data to prove it mm. um, the four highest buildings on four continents standing mm. were all built by me and they were all built using the same principles mm. and there was no red tape so it was all bollocks like the way that they would tell me I need to build this differently in this country I was like bruv it's hot it's cold isn't it like yeah. say, hot and cold mm. same problem yeah 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 just yeah, different yeah. sides of the spectrum yeah 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 um, but it took like so there's some people that believed in me early so Lord Stanley Fink was one um, I, I, he was a mentor to me where I didn't have a dad like that um and an incredible man was one of the godfather of hedge funds, I used to call him. Brilliant man, actually, uh, Lord Fink was. Um, and then I brought a lot of people on the journey. I convinced like Samsung to join the journey. Okay. I, did, I did powerful marketing. But what I think the skill was that I brought on a, a major multi-billionaire family to come on board. And then the business model changed. So the reason that I left that company and exited that company was um, I just didn't feel... They wanted to take it in a certain direction to make money. And mm. I was like, I'd prefer to make two to five grand off a house in Africa and build 10,000 yeah. than I would to make 50 grand of a house in Oxfordshire. Okay. That's, that's the reality. That's yeah. what it came to. It yeah. came to, I want to do volume. I want to change impact. I don't want to just make money. Yeah. And if it means I don't live like that, I've got a yacht, then calm. Because yeah. I've never needed that. And so, yeah, bro. And that's, yeah, it, it took a lot of people's faith. Mm. It took a lot of partnerships. And there was a, I, I didn't realize you could put me in a room with a chief technology officer, chief operating officer, the CEO, the chief financial officer, I could walk in that room and walk out and have convinced every single one in that room that I knew to either their level or further. Yeah. And that's because I study online, bro. Yeah. I, I don't, when I'm flicking through my YouTube and your YouTube shorts, if anyone's watching, you're flicking through YouTube shorts, I do have some some stuff like this, which is cultural. Yeah. And the rest of that shit is like weird info doc things yeah. on how this shit's made and how this is done. And so you're utilizing your time online, man. You're not. Oh, you're not bro. just doom scrolling. It's like oh, you bro. make sure your feed is curated yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the likes. Yeah, <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> like, I think I think that's important as well, man. That's something that I touch on. I think like sometimes we can get into this into this hole where we're just allowing content and information to wash over us and not taking an active role in what it is and yeah. the impact that it's having. And I think if if you really like are conscious and intentional about it. You can, you can teach yourself some shit, even if you're just sitting there scrolling on your way to somewhere. And even if, you're, even if you're listening to podcasts like this, like culturally it's intelligent to be up to date. Like yeah. Joe Rogan did the best job of it. Like yeah. he does bring incredible guests on and you can yeah. hear 
from these people, like they have some incredible people on. Mm. You're like, yo, I can learn. Yeah. You can learn by listening. 100%. Yeah. Especially so, if you've got a particular way of learning as well. I think yeah. sometimes like listening to engaging people talk or people that you respect or that do things that you're interested in, mm. when they now share their opinions on whatever it is, yeah. you're more likely to engage and take it on board because, yeah. because there's that framework in place. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, obviously there's a, there's a side to you that, that gives a shit, innit? Like mm. in terms of you're not just, even though the things that you're doing are incredible and you're raising millions of pounds and, mm. you know, there's potential to make a whole lot of money there. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a conscious side to it, it sounds like, and a yeah. very, um, a side of you that seems to, to care beyond just your immediate circle. Yeah, I don't want to be the richest man in the graveyard. Yeah, I hear that. Fuck that. Like, yeah. so I I did it, right? So so as we were just chatting previously, like, I had it. Mm. So, like, I did the exit from Utopia. This is before Elixir, which is the new thing that I'm on now. That's just mainly, it, mate, if it's yeah. not a social investment, it's, I'm not doing it. Like, there has to be a purpose behind it. Um, I had it, man. So I had the money. Mm-hmm. I had the car. I got two Teslas, like, the mm. dream car I wanted. Yeah. had Golf simulator in my garden, free horses, like, bro, like, you know what I mean? The dream, the dream. Like, bro, I had, like, you know, six figures sitting in an account doing nothing, Mm. seven figures invested. Um, I had had it. But whilst I was at the top of the mountain, I wanted to throw myself off that mountain. Okay. I wanted the climb of the mountain, and I'd never been more unhappy. And the people around me that I was close with were, like, my partner at the time, I made life miserable because mm. I was just like, fuck this, man. Yeah. This is what it is. So I, I think I got a, a very young age, like in my late 20s, a very hard lesson that none of it fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Zeros and ones, they convince you in capitalism. And, and, and what's really funny is um, there's a book called Sapiens and there's this excerpt from this book and it's about the Romans and the Romans, people think the Romans cared about religion. They didn't mm. give a fuck. What the Romans cared about was, was really centralizing capitalism. They're the core people that demonstrate what today's capitalism, in, uh, c- capitalism is. So there was religions called dualism, which was believing in good and evil and stuff. And what they would do is they would go into communities and they would select communities and they would go to the man, we're not going to take your religion, you keep your religion. And we're not going to take your town, but you're going to pay tax. Mm. And you're going to pay us some taxes on this and this levy, this levy and food. But then what they would do and this is genius, they would get them into the capital system. So now it's paying tax, mm-hmm. having to earn enough to pay the contribution to maintain life. Then they would specifically roll in Roman guards close to the towns where mm-hmm. the men were working and bring shiny shoes, objects, jewels, uh-huh. powerful gladiators uh-huh. so that the men would feel inadequate and so that the, the family, and at that time, mainly the female side of the family, because we're talking about a time where it was all physical, majority yeah. male-dominated environments. Yeah. So we're talking a time 3,000 years ago here. And they would trick the women into wanting more. And what it would do is make, it would trigger the male mm. and the, the, pat, the, the, the dad of the family to work harder, to get a better job, to pay more taxes. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it was reading that book and having that experience, I was like, yo, it's all just a fucking game. Yeah. When I let go of all that, Bro, I've never been happier. Now, don't get me wrong. Money makes the world go round. Like, there is a place in the definition of sustainability, and I'm chair of uh, decarbonisation at the UK Business Council for Sustainable Development. Big, big mouthful. But um, sustainability has three pillars, yeah? Mm. It has your social value, which is like getting people together, understanding those needs. It has environment, like don't kill the fucking planet. Yeah. And then it has economic, because it needs to go round. To make something circular, to make it sustainable, to make it long-term, it has to have it. But it isn't the only objective yeah and that's what changed for me aha uh-huh. i hear that i hear that and i feel like that's something now that i think especially if 
people haven't achieved a certain amount of, of, of income or wealth that it's so easy to just focus on that one thing. And it's like, okay, cool. If I, if I, if I get this salary or if I get this house or this car or this thing, this girlfriend, blah, 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 that's, that's the aim. And that's, and that's where the happiness Chasing is going to come dragon. from. Yeah, exactly. And I just feel like I have this conversation sometimes and it, sometimes this is why it's dope talking to you mm. because sometimes I, I, I kind of understand it but if you haven't been into that space and experienced it, it's hard to to have that conversation with somebody else and 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 try and convince that you know what? Yes, that stuff's important because it, it comes with freedom and everyone needs to be able to move how they want to move. However, it's not going to be that if 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 you haven't got certain other parts of your life and your being mm. and your mind in the right place, you might acquire all of these things mm. but it's not necessarily going to mean that all of a sudden you're peaceful and you're happy no but this comes down to a culture of openness as well we're quite a closed off culture in the british culture and we are propagated through the media and the press to have these certain views and understandings and mm. recently where well, the government just announced a load of changes and it solves an immediate need what i would say to those people that don't listen is that that it's not that i'm i want to call them uneducated mm. but they're unwilling mm to open their mind. Okay. So the reality is that I know this, this is how we live. Mm. I'm the breadwinner. I got to make money because bank is everything. Because when I get money, I'm going to be powerful. Mm. Bro, you're still a product. You yeah. go buy LVMH, you go yeah. buy Louis Vuitton yeah. and there's a rich billionaire in France laughing at your ass yeah. and you just bought a two pound piece of leather. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So what it is, is it's, it's people that are willing to learn. They're the ones that open up to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you start talking, they go, oh, Maybe there's a different way of looking. Because let's, yes. let's face it, none of us are fucking right. Mm. Like, none of us. Like, I'm out here trying to do my best. I don't know. Mm. I don't know shit. I, yeah. I learned from yeah. books. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I can't even remember. Tell me what we did last fucking Thursday. Bro, I have to get my calendar out. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm do you know same. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, none of us really fucking have the answers. Mm. But some of us have got this principle, like, no, nah, I know. Yeah. And it's those individuals that need to let their guard down and be like, yo, just, bro, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. You're not weak because you don't know shit. None yeah. of us fucking do. This is it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> this is it. And this is what I'm saying. We're all just winging it, innit? Bro, everyone, we're all just like, dying. Everyone, no matter who you look at, no matter what position they're in, whether it's government, socially, um, within the media industry or whatever, yeah. artists, everyone's winging it. I find bro. conspiracy theories quite funny, yeah? Because, like, I've been at that top level. So, as I said to you before, like, I can't talk too heavily about this. I watched some shit happen with political leaders in front mm. of me. I was like, yo. So there's an element of control. Yeah. And I've been there. I'm talking top, the biggest decision makers you can imagine mm. that you can't even get a room with, right? But, bro, I watch these people act. Yeah, I spend time with them. Mm. If you think these motherfuckers got answers, yeah, yeah. you are mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I watch and I'm like, yo, guys, you don't know what's going on. Mm. Like, and you're not even, you don't get it. So it's like, we can't come up with these theories. Like, there's this controlling. I'm like, you really think that a bunch of motherfuckers got together and that organized? <laughs> <laughs> what? Were you saying they, they just happen to be where they are, <laughs> innit? And they're just trying to figure Bro, it out also. They're just trying to figure out processes and they figure that bit out and they plug that with that bit. Yeah. And they, uh, but the reality is, that's what everyone's just trying exactly. to do. Exactly. And everyone also, like no matter what position you're in everyone has their insecurities everyone has their reasons for doing what they do and it's not necessarily coming from like a, a righteous place or like trying to do the best or the greater good like yeah. come on we've all got our stuff in it and, and, and it impacts the way that we behave the way that we move and why we do the things that we do so yeah I know that, that shit's very interesting in terms of um, politics is it in terms of obviously the space that you work in is it something that you have to pay attention to yeah massive yeah. Yeah, so we just had um, Jane Dodd on our podcast mm. she's the liberal democrat leader for wales mm. um she just introduced um universal basic income for green job transitions what does that mean right now if you want to change job you're fucked mm. 
like yeah. cert, yeah. right? Buy a job, high job seekers or savings. Yeah. She was like, well, is you get universal basic income. We're going to run a trial for the time you train. I was yeah. like, that's genius. Mm. Like you can then level yourself up as a human being. So I have to pay a lot of attention to that. And I've also been very close to both political parties. Everything I do is political in nature. Uh, whether it, whether it was, was previously building net zero buildings or whether it's now using data for retrofit technologies, whether it's um, using sensors, whether it's planning technologies I'm working on. One of the key technologies I just heavily invested in is called Your Voice, Your Vote. Mm -hmm. And it's a digital voting technology. Okay. Because we, I believe massively that there's a disproportionate understanding. Brexit would never have happened if you were, if you in your pocket in your phone yeah. had to read what the fuck actually happens from Brexit before right. you voted. Right. So we've created a system where you triple notary, you log in, face scan, you then code scan, it's linked to your personal details, your national insurance number, your passport. Mm -hmm. And then you, when you have to vote on something, you have to read it. It locks in your voice as like a contract. Yeah. So it's like a blockchain. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yo, I understand what is actually this happening. thing that's about to impact my whole life. Yeah, exactly. And so, because I think that we have a responsibility and I think if anyone is, is listening, they're like, oh, fuck, fuck voting. It just, you're not doing anyone any favors, yeah. bro. Like we've, yeah. we've got a great online voice, Gen Z millennials, but we have a shit voter turnout. Yeah. And if we did, change would happen. And it wouldn't happen where we're like, oh, well, it's not going to change anyway. No, it would. Because when that guy didn't do it, if we were all one, then we vote the next guy out and we'd eventually yeah. get to the right kind of person. I hear it. And it's interesting because I think when we do make these decisions in terms of like voting and, and we're trying to keep our eye on or understand what is happening mm. in the political space, the, the information that's being given to us is not the information that we need in order to make those decisions, right? That's so like, Yeah, exactly. So when you talk about Brexit or whatever. So let's talk about something that just happened again this literally days before um, doing this. Rishi Sunak, our current prime minister, went out and he changed the green goals and green objectives of this country. Mm -hmm. Those green goals that he changed, he changed saying, um, oh, we're not going to be able to transition away from fuels that easy. It's affecting the everyman. Firstly, does he really care as leader of the Tory party about the everyman? No. So let's ask that question. And then you've got to look at, okay, so what you've now done is you said, we're going we're gonna to postpone the change of gas boilers. And it's known that if you insulate a house better... Mm. If I come to your house, you've got expensive bills. I insulate it better, mm. and give you a grant to a heat pump, and get you off gas. Yep. We're going to be less dependent on international gas. We're therefore going to be causing less climate change and we're going to reduce our bills. Yep. Simple. Yep. He decided, no, 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 we're going to allow gas to go on longer. We're going to drill for oil and gas. Mm. Who, in what advert, and it's like, how is that advantageous? They say, well, it's about localizing power. Bro, you've got three nuclear plants coming on soon. Everything mm. should be electric. Yeah. What it was, and what the industry, and if you go on LinkedIn and you look up this, start looking up stuff, what it clearly was, and everyone in the industry saying it, it was, there's a general election coming up. Yeah. And there's a group of people that are seeing their bills go up and mm -hmm. are seeing they need to buy a new EV. Yeah. They can't necessarily afford it, like the ULEZ zones in London. And what they're trying to do is get those votes. Yeah. And you can see that it's, he's changing policy, not because it actually, any sciences, any, any industry professional has gone, long term, this yeah. is better. Nothing to do yeah. with that. It's yeah. to do with, can I, grab those votes yeah yeah come on man and that's what they base their decisions on isn't it it's never about oh what is uh, the long-term benefit for the country or for the people it's like what can i do now in order to stay in or get the votes or what, whatever how can my ego be stroked to keep me in power yeah, for another year exactly what the exactly, exactly. dude look and at yourself in the mirror bro yeah, it's wild it's Have a wild a look, situation man. yeah dress yourself down you're not that important <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like, 
And that was the thing for me, man, because I was re- like, my mum was always very uh, politically active and my dad also. Yes. And it was something that was drummed into me, like in terms of voting. And, uh, and I always like had one eye on it and paid attention. But I'll be honest, in the last five years, I've, I've stepped away from it just because you are like losing faith. Disenfranchised. Yeah. And like, I, you look at a situation and it's like, all right, cool, you said this, this has happened. You blatantly lied multiple, multiple times. And now everyone just turns around and now we're listening to the next thing and we're using that information to make our decisions. And it's just like, look, the information that's been given to us mm. over the last five years, 90% of it has been bullshit. But that means that the party's wrong. And then yeah. that means we have to turn out. Yeah. That's what we should be encouraging. Like, if you're tired of it, bruv, get your polling card. Yeah, I hear it. Don't walk away from it. Don't mm. turn... It's clear now that the last two times we've kind of allowed that. Yeah. So us millennials, yeah, like 30 years old, mm. between 22 and 30, all went, ah. Yeah. And the reason we're in this problem is because we didn't go, ah, oh, do you know what? So I encourage Gen Z, mm. yo, listen, yeah, go go and vote. Why? You don't think it matters right now. But in two votes time, to in, in four to eight years time, trust me, yeah, see, it's going to matter. I, I like that outlook as well because it's like, it's not necessarily about what's going to happen immediately, but it's the, the start of the process in terms yeah. of people coming together who believe a certain you can thing only and plan, showing up. You can only plan your future and try Right now it's happening, so it's already fucking gone. Mm. So if you're looking at now and looking at in a week, you're not really looking far enough because by the time it catches you, you're done. Yeah. You can't look backwards because you hold on to pain. Yeah. That's where depression comes from. Yeah. Holding on to the figments of your imagination. You can't really remember. Yeah. You just remember, I just remember daddy hit me. It's, it's your like, I, honestly, well. I remember dad beat me up, so therefore yeah. dad's a prick. Mm. Nothing, really? Was it all like that? No, mm. but that's what I remember because yeah. it was traumatic. Yeah. So I'm holding to let go of, let go of it. So it's like we have to act forward. You can't act now yeah. and you can't act on the past. Cause that's what we're holding on to. So it's, it's weird. It's, it's tough though, man. Everyone's out here just trying to fucking eat. Do you know what I mean? I hear it exactly. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's 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 being in a position to be able to have that foresight, but also like if like you're concerned about what the next month or the six months or the next year looks like, it's 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 about being able to have that balance in it where you can kind of you know plan for the short term, but also think about what is actually taking place. Sometimes you got to just suffer in it. Sometimes you just got to turn that suffering into happiness. I think that's the thing as well. Is like if you know that your times are hard now focus on how you deal with the suffering mm. and don't try and change everything around you. Try change you a little bit. Yeah. Because just cause you vote now and you'll have something else to blame. Mm. Don't mean that you've addressed your suffering. So when it doesn't change, you're only going to blame everyone else and not look at yourself in yeah. a way. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's so hard though. I love that. What you said there about, um, dealing with your own suffering and, and rather than, uh, externalizing. Yeah. And like, finding a reason why, why am I suffering? Oh, it's your fault. So I can sit here and suffer. And this external thing is the reason why. And it's like the external thing's going to happen regardless. Bro. But it's about, okay, cool. How can, how can I manage the way that I, the, the way that I deal with it and move through it? And what can I take from it? Can I, mm. can I grow? Can I learn? Can I become better? Yeah. It's, 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 you know what it is? It's really hard because it's kind of a double-edged sword. You have to accept that in the grand picture of everything, you're insignificant to give mm. yourself significance. So in a way, you have to kind of look at it all and go like, me going outwards and blaming everything and pretending I can control the world. Mm. Bro, fuck it, there's 8 billion of us. But what you can take is control of you. And if you're significant to you in your immediate circle, then that can have greater significance. But you can only do that by changing your culture for you. That's it. 100%. And then obviously, if, if, and I love that, by the way, in terms of, that's the type of thing where real change and knock-on can happen. Because yeah. if everyone starts to take responsibility for their own self and, and, and start to be intentional and conscious about the impact that you're having just in your immediate circle. Yeah. If you imagine if, if 100 people do that and then it has a knock-on effect again, mm. all of a sudden you've got thousands, if not millions of people who are 
making a conscious effort to do something for themselves, which in turn does something for everyone else. Bro, this brings it like, so, so I've been saying this quite a lot recently. People are wondering why there's this giant rise in Islam. Mm. And it's because of things like that. Like they, there is an element in the Islamic faith of holding accountability to your closest ones and you'll share a house with brothers. And it does create a certain amount of like consideration for you. And yeah. people from sometimes the West and specifically certain cultures go like, nah, you're just focused on controlling everything for you mm. because those people are trying to control everyone else. Yeah. But actually, I think that's what a lot of, especially young men, are starting to fall into now. Mm. They're starting to need, you need leadership. We're right. in a chaotic world where leadership's bad. We need to control science. And so now people are starting, but is, do I believe turning into a book is a great idea? Personally, I don't. I yeah. think that there's many other things that you can be doing. I think as well, like, because of the stuff that is so accessible to us in terms of leaders or influence or whatever, mm. some of it is so gross that you can, you can easily just be like, okay, cool. I, I hate this. Mm -hmm. So one of the other alternatives is this. Yeah. And it's like, ah, it's, it's, it's one or the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have to choose one rather than maybe looking inwards and trying to find your own moral compass and, and what works for you yeah. and what you feel is, is, is morally on point. Yeah. Do it's easier I mean? to blame, bro. Yeah, exactly. 100%. It. It's much easier to point a finger. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're a cunt. It's all tough. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 100%. 100%. <laughs> bro, bro, honestly, like, and like, you know, in it, like, when you look at yourself and you actually take accountability for the things that you've done and the impact that you've had, yeah. and you're like, all right, cool. I have to sit with this for a minute bro, now. It's, I, it's, it's not me. just it changes tomorrow. Bro. You have to accept it all and feel it all. Bro. And, and feel all of that pain and, and take that accountability and the shame and all of and it. And don't blame yourself. Yeah. It's the thing. You take accountability. Mm. Bro, it fucking happens, man. Right. Hitler happened, bro. Yeah. It happens. Like, you can't dwell on it. This is, I think, you know, like it says, have a good fucking day. Like, it's so religious. Yeah. It's like, yo, you cho your choice today, good or bad day. You can put situation, circumstance, awareness, problems, upbringing, mum and daddy problems you can bring it all to the forefront that's on you no yeah. one's controlling you yeah. this isn't the fucking matrix yeah. you're not no one's sitting behind a computer game and if they are why'd you give a fuck anyway you're being controlled <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean just I let go it. the art of letting go you know, man the art, of letting go, bro. the art of letting go and allowing yourself to flow like it's a, it's a real thing I used to do it bro I used to hang up I used to hang up on shit all the time and yeah. it, I got to admit again like a big shout out to James and Jay really mm. Jay was the first one introduced me to it like Jay was thinking fuck I was like what and he was like bruv and you should just me. And I'm yeah. like, yo, actually, when you think about it, yeah, who gives, who cares? And then exactly. I started letting go of that. Do you know what I mean? And mm. that's really where I think as well, I've become a better person in terms of the new, new technologies and stuff is that, uh, yeah, I kind of passed that on. Like, yo, actually, everything you're thinking about, well, it matters to you and you think it matters to the world. Yeah. Really? Exactly. And I think it also, again, it was what you were just saying was making me think about like certain situations where I did blame people, whether it was my dad or people in my life or whatever. And it's like, you also have to have grace with people. Yeah. It's like everyone's gotten to the point that they're at in their life for a particular reason, innit? And for, for good or bad, whether it's right or wrong, it's like, all right, cool. But if I had experienced everything that you've experienced up to this point, would I be much different from you? Yeah. And, um... But I, I, it's a difficult place to get to. Yeah, I never, if you've been I never forgave shit, my dad, and that was yeah. a big thing for me. Yeah, never forgave him, mm. and he died like two days before my birthday this okay, year. Okay, sorry to hear and that. that bro. Yeah, but nah, this is the worst thing about mm. it. There's a part of me that's like, yes, yeah. like I'll be straight with you. Like when you're tortured as a little boy, getting mm. beaten up by your dad, the man that you're meant to look up to and love. Yeah, everything. You, my my sense of reality was warped for years because mm. I was thought everyone was out to get me. Yeah because of that fear factor. Yeah. Every time like every time I went to love someone, I was fucking petrified, so mm. I'd get angry and stuff. Yeah. 
But then as I've emerged into this new person, that is the one thing I'm like, maybe I should have just gone, fuck it. Yeah. But then there's a part of me deep down that remembers. Yeah. And that's, that's me not being able to let go. Yeah. So it just goes to show, like it doesn't matter how fucking philosophical and brilliant that some of us may fucking act to be. Yeah. Man, I never let go of that. Yeah. And yeah. it was kind of a relief in a way. I was like, cool, I haven't got... But then I was holding on to it. And it's again... So interesting that you say that because I, um, I was working in a college not long ago and it was around... Um, I lost my mum in 2015 and it was around loss and, uh, and grief. And one of the things that the, the speaker was talking about is about sometimes when people... Do, when we do lose people that are close to us, depending on what your relationship was like with that person, there's a sense of relief or almost happiness yeah. about it. Because obviously there's there's a sense of loss, but depending on what your relationship was like with that person, you might feel happy about it. Bro. And then there's that whole thing of the guilt that, that comes in about those feelings because rah, I'm actually happy that someone died. Like, is there something wrong with me? Blah, blah, blah. And I just thought it was a super interesting subject, especially with the, the young people that we were talking about. Yeah. So, um, and it's a social construct. Like we don't actually, we can't really understand it. We're just a conscious being. Mm. So all these little things that we've been through in our life, right? You've got consciousness and subconsciousness. We believe we have the answers in our consciousness, mm. but our subconscious is going away. We don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah. We can't really tap into that. Mm. And that's scary. You know, I was like, wow, the boogeyman's gone. Mm. That was part of me. And then you said I was traumatized by myself, by myself. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. <laughs> I am well confused. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it, man. Um, Bro, the conversation's been incredible. And I haven't even touched on, like, the first thing I've got on my list is Forbes under 30. Like, um, Forbes just, 30 under 30. We've got, bro, don't worry about so me. That was cool. That was something that I wanted to touch on, man. Like, like, how did that come about? And what did that feel like? So this is, a, this is interesting. So, all right. What value has Forbes 30 under 30 brought to mm. me? Bro, getting on that list and that unique list. I was on manufacturing industry. I was actually... That year, there was I was a bit of an argument between me and Forbes. I'd raised like fourth on the list of value mm. out of all the people that year, I think. Okay. Um, and they didn't, for some reason, put me in the top 15 raises, which mm. was a bit annoying. But anyway, being on that list and the list and the, where the variations of it, and, and it has been to the social public a shining light because mm. it's so hard to get. Mm. They pick, it's a bit easier, I'd say now, because it's become... They've opened up the categories. They've opened up the places. So when I got it, specifically pre-COVID, it was like gold dust. Mm. It was like, you know, 2016 to 2020, if you were on Forbes and you're an entrepreneur, mm. it was the golden time. Like Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. Like Neymar. Like you're talking, they were the, St Stephen Curry. Okay. Well, Forbes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. when you go like, they're these Gs here. Oh, the guys in business are here. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yo, yeah, it was big, you know? So yeah, that 2015 to 2020 class was those kinds of names. Mm. So I'm in that mm. category, mm. right? So what, I imagine doors just start opening then. I don't, yeah, doors open because I'm four. I, there's a picture of me on yeah. the front of Forbes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, like, yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah, like, <laughs> do you know what it was? It was like, yo, and they're like, oh, but you know, are you doing this? I'm like, read my profile. Mm. I don't, I didn't have to sell myself. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, on yeah. that sense, it was really good. On the other sense of it is kind of mad because... Getting Forbes say under 30 does become quite the accolade in entrepreneurship. It is the, it's, the only way to describe it is it's the Emmys or the Oscars for filmmakers okay. under the age of 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there is no competition mm. globally uh, to that. So when you say Forbes say under 30, it is the Oscars, it is the most valuable player, it's the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what it is, right? So it was amazing. I did get a bit of imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. which was tough mm -hmm. because... 
And that's an imposter is tough on you yeah. because I'm like, and I'm I just, smile because I can relate. But yeah, yeah, I'm just this kid that came yeah. up with this idea that got a load of people to give him loads of money. Yeah, but then, bro, I built a shanty replacement in Africa. If you yeah. go on my Instagram right now, you can watch a documentary me filmed mm. building a shanty with people from a shanty town. Yeah. yeah, it's net zero. Like, so there is like, okay, cool, I'm a G, but yeah. like also. But there's, there's that, there's, that there's, <laughs> there's the personal internal stuff, isn't it? There's, 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 uh, that can be at odds with that. And I was also confused at like why, but as well because the main thing was, and this this is what got me with Forbes, and this is where I think Forbes has just been bought by someone, and I hope it starts to change. Mm. It became all about the money I'd raised, yeah, and that annoyed me, yeah, because I was like, I've just fucking, I was homeless, yeah. I built a shanty replacement in Africa. Since then, I've had my uh, Life Doc won London Film Awards, Evcom London Film Awards for my Life Documentary with Barclays Bank. Mm-hmm. That had impact in a really positive way. But Forbes really only cared about the raise. Yeah. And I was like, so you're telling me if I was that girl from Theranos and raised a billion quid, you'd give a shit. Yeah. But the fact that I was from homelessness yeah. and all my people around me were lower end of the spectrum, I went and raised a load of people up and I want to bring people on a journey and that's a less important story. Right. That was the thing that got me. I, I was like, that. bro... And I didn't want to sound like a prick. No one on that list was near me. Yeah. There was actually one or two kids from the Asia list that came from real poverty. Mm. And I was kind of like, ah, blessed. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, the main thing was you had loads of Silicon Valley kids all raised money. Yeah. I was like, fine. I happened to raise one of the most. But I was like, bro, I come from like, I was homeless in North London and yeah. Essex. Like, it was a bit different. Maybe that's just me being a jealous little bitch. I don't know. No, but I hear you though, because there's, there's, it goes back to what we were saying before about the things that we place importance on. Yeah. And, and oh, okay, cool. Is it just all about the number? Like, yeah. who, what's the highest the number? Rich list. Who gives I, a fuck? Yeah, because really and truly, what's your intention? Actually, what impact did you have? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can raise as much money as you want, but like, who are you? Yeah, what, what's your impact? What do you care about? And the more money you make, and there's a reality to this as well. The way the system's created, the more money you make, the more losers there has to be. Mm. There isn't a self that we we don't live in a sustainable monetary policy yet. Mm. So there is you've got to realise that for someone to make volumes of cash, then there has to be a resource to sell. Yep. Some people would have had to buy that resource. And the reality is, some people didn't get the product they expected. Yep. And that is just the way the capitalist system is built. So and then also, also there needs to be a certain amount of people that, that, that are working for you, creating whatever it is that you're selling. And um, yeah. this is the argument I see. And to make it affordable, bro, you best know that they're not working in, for bottom wage in this country. They're working... Exactly. In places that you don't exactly. see. Exactly. You don't see it. Like exactly. I, I find it hilarious when people and I was a vegan for and I don't know what the audience is like here, but I was a vegan for about two or three years. Mm. Um and I my, my most hilarious thing I find is that people that will eat meat that can't see in a bit in a butcher shop. Yeah. I'm like, bruv. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no get get with it. Get we, like don't we, just be like, I can't see it. Yeah, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we were having this conversation <laughs> the other day. We started going butchers recently. And I was like, Do you know what? This is like it's so important. Like it's you, well important. You go in there and it's like Okay, cool. This is the reality of it, innit? So this is what you need to see. Yeah. And even for myself, because I was in there, I was like, oh, it smells in here, man. But whatever. I bought what I bought. But um, it's like, if you, like, we're just so used to going in and everything comes in a package and blah, 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 and whatever, whatever. It's like, all right, cool. But go into the bookshop, shop, see the head. See the... Well, you see, disassociated see the, yourself. This yeah. is the problem. You can't disassociate yourself with the realities of life. Yeah. Life is shit. People are homeless. Yeah. Go sleep in a fucking tent. Yeah. Go kill a cow. Yeah. If you want it, right. do it. Because yeah. like, it's really easy to be like, the world is not a tough place yeah. if you ain't experienced the toughness. And don't just bat an eyelid at yeah. it. But this comes down to as well, taking self-responsibility. Like, It's very easy to not take self and say, well, that person over there kills the animals. That's yeah. the bad person. Yeah. 
it? It's funny that you say that as well. It's just reminded me of one of my, not earliest memories, but I was in Jamaica. I must have been about six. And I was in my- Right, they do things differently though. I was in my auntie's back- <laughs> Bro, you missed I was in my auntie's back garden. <laughs> and my dad and my uncle came back with a fucking goat. Yeah. And, and it was like, you're going to eat tonight? No, it was alive. Yeah. And yeah. they hung it from the, from the washing line and slit its throat. And I was like- Bro. But I ate the curry goat though. But it's a culture shock. But, but, but the thing is, but the thing is, and, and uh, you know, there's going to be listeners on, online and we do live in a bit of a snowflake century. Mm. Don't get me started on yeah. some of that stuff. I find it real tough because yeah. I think it's because I work so hard and I come from where I've come from. Yeah. So when people cry at me, I'm like, bro. But yeah. like, there's a reality behind that acceptance that like we have privilege. Your food options mm. means you're blessed. Yeah. So like just... And if we did appreciate those things, and again, mm. that comes back to self a lot, like you, when you really boil it down and go, what did I do today? Bruv, I went to a five-star gym. Mm. I took business meetings. Mm. I had a trim yeah. with a guy that massaged my yeah. fucking face and arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm living like a exactly. king. <laughs> and then, but then some of us, one thing will happen and it's like, oh, nah, now nah, I'm pissed off. Yeah. Like, bro, you, sometimes you have to put things into perspective. Zoom out in it. Zoom yeah. out. Because like, sometimes we focus on these small things and it's like, oh, that's fucked up my whole day. It's like, bro, Think about the things that you are able to do. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Just the mere fact that you can wake up, open your laptop, log on to Wi-Fi. Uh, maybe I'll have a coffee or maybe I'll just have some water and some CMOS today. Even just being able to make those choices. Yeah. It's like, bro, we're, we're yeah, all right. It's, it's perspective. We're it's all perspective. right. I think everyone, I, I tell you when I went and did that thing in Namibia, mm. it fucking shot. It, it changed my life, bro. Never, I thought I was about it to, like environmental social value. Mm. And when I did that Shantytown replacement thing, bro, I just had this level of appreciation because in Namibia, they just had droughts. Mm. So like, bro, the biggest biggest reservoir for water had like four days of drinking water. Mm. The shantytown was being moved a mile out every time from the capital. So there's a giant shantytown right mm. near the center of uh, Vinduk in Namibia called Katatura. And basically they would move them out as the city built out. Bro, it's getting further and further away from what? The mile and a half I drove in, but scariest fucking experience of my life. Mm. Should, I was a bit young and too reckless. I went in there with just like, basically no one was like, yeah. let's do it. But like when you really see that level of condition, I just don't like cry about spilt milk right. now. I just go like, yo, like yeah. I'm fucking blessed. I bitch from time to time, but. And I, I, it's not even about not bitching, innit? It's, it's about having that perspective and, and you can you can catch yourself, innit? It's yeah. like, you don't, you don't you need I'm gonna to. I'm going to get cancelled because I said the word bitch instead of like complaining. <laughs> bro, today's in this work culture and it's tough. I'm on too many podcasts, bro. Uh, <laughs> and you gotta be super careful. I hear it. I hear it. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, bro, I feel like we're gonna have a part two, three, and four. hundred percent. For sure, for Let's sure, for sure. I really, really appreciate you coming down. I'm conscious of time. Of course. But thank you very much. Before you go, I've got something for you. Oh, sick. Uh, I love gifts, man. Love that, yeah. Gas, have a good fucking day. Love it, bro. Yes, bro. Blessed, love that. But again, bro, thank you for coming down. I appreciate you. Hot patch, big up. Yaz, big up. Have a good fucking day. Podcast episode three. Have a good fucking day. Keep it locked. Thank you, my boy. Best one. Appreciate you, man.